Hey, it's Michael here from the Sea Change Business Podcast, and I'm joined today by Anthony Perrin, who is from Irons and Craig, also in Yamba. So, hello, Anthony. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. Pat, pleasure. Um, you know, we've been talking about having a bit of a podcast and talking about businesses um, that operate in, a, in an area that's either used to retire into or, or into to holiday in. And, you know, you've been here and running your business a lot longer than I've, been, I've had mine for. Um, and love to pick your brains and find a little bit about why you're here, what works well for you, and, you know, other, other bits that you might know that we can help some of the other people that are thinking about doing the same sort of thing. So if I could ask to begin with, how did you end up in Yamba? Okay. Um, this is probably pretty easy story to tell, really. Um, both my partner and I grew up in this area. Oh, right. Um, so we've done the sea change to come home to roost, I suppose, yep. to mix some metaphors. Um, both of our families are still here. They're not getting any younger. Um, and we took the opportunity to move back to be closer to them as they get older. Okay. Um, and also because we were looking at Yamba and it was happening around the area, from afar. Okay, so where, where did you move from, if I could ask? Um, we were both in Sydney. All right. Um, we both moved away to uni separately um, and then spent the early parts of our careers in the city. So we, we've both come back, um, set this business up six years ago. Okay. Um, and haven't looked back. Well, there you go. I, I have to be honest, I actually, you know, when we, when we chose our business, I didn't actually know where Yamba was. You know, we, we it happened to fit into our price range, happened to fit into the sort of business that I'd like to do. Um, but in all honesty, you know, I didn't know where it was. And we actually moved here not from the big city. We actually moved here from a cattle station. So for us, it was a bit of an upgrade because you have um, sealed roads. You know, you you they, they come and pick your garbage up from your house instead of you having to take it to the tip yourself. And when you flush your toilet, it doesn't end up in your garden. So, you know, for us, th this is actually moving to the big smoke as opposed to a sea change. I can tell you that was a, <laughs> a nice change. Um, but, yeah, and the fact it was so pleasant an area made it a little bit extra nice. And, and, and for us, it actually gives us a bit of an incentive to actually want our business to succeed and want our business to work. Mm -hmm. So describe what you have over here in your business. Okay, we're a hospitality business. Okay. Um, which makes sense for a tourism-based economy, which Yamba is, really. Um, we saw a 1930s beach house that was in the main street. Um, when we saw the, the venue, it was trading as a pie shop. Right. Um, and we saw a lot of potential in that. Um, moved in just on six years ago now, um, closed down the pie shop renovated the space and opened as a modern Australian cafe. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny because your business is up at Irons and Craig um, and it's one of the iconic spots in Yambo and it features in all of these little Yamba guides as the place to come um, and visit. So you know, you, you've got to be quite proud of that achievement. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. I, I know this doesn't just happen. It's put a lot of work goes behind it. Oh, there, there is a lot of work that goes behind it. And, and part of that, is because we called it Irons and Craig. Yeah. Um, we each took one of our grandmother's names and used it in the business. So what name, was the so inspir what, I understand that, but was it some wild drunken night that made you think, let's call this after our nans? 
It absolutely wasn't. Um, <laughs> we'd, we'd been visiting the family um, in McLean, David's mum and dad in McLean, um, and we'd driven over to Yamba and thought, oh, well, you know, well, what if we do this? What are we going to call it? Um, we looked at each other across the front seat in the car and went, well, what was your grandmother's maiden name? And what was your grandmother's name? And we came up with the Irons and the Craig and it sounded like a country law firm or yep. it had a bit of gravitas about it. And we went, look, if we're going to do this, we kind of need the pressure of Nana looking over your shoulder every time you walk into the store. Absolutely. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Yep. So we, we feel a real responsibility for them to make this work. Well, I think it's a fantastic name and, and you've done really, really well here. Um, so I see from the outside, of course, I'm one of your customers, so I see from the outside some of the things that you do. Um, what are some of the things that I might not know about that you're actually quite proud of? You sent me these questions a little earlier, so I've had a little bit of a chance to think about that, so thank you. Um, the thing that I'm most proud of is our adaptability. Um, Six years in a tourist town that's changed quite a lot in those six years has meant that we've needed to adapt. Yep. We've needed to really critically think about what we're doing in the business and how we can make that work better for us and for our customers. And I think that's a real balance that you really need to achieve when you move to a place, you know, in inverted commas, for the lifestyle. Yep. You need to be able to adapt to suit yourselves as well as your customer otherwise you're never going to be able to enjoy the place that you've moved yeah no i fully agree you know i, th I think we, we moved you know we had a business at tweed heads for a while and we lived maybe 200 meters from the beach i reckon we we were there for four years i mean when we went to the beach maybe a dozen times you know and i haven't been wet in two and a half years <laughs> when i think about that because yeah. i i am working in the business and working on the business certainly not that I don't get any free time, but, you know, heading down to the beach just bumps its way down the priority list yeah. sometimes. Well, this time of the year, it's not really that high on the priority list for me either, <laughs> to be honest. But I, I, I've, already, I've already got the plan of, you know, I'm going to put on my bike a surfboard rack, put a boogie boot on there, and I think I'll be going down there every day once daylight savings kicks in. We'll see how we go. So... Um, so that's some of the nice stuff. What's some of the stuff people might not see that happens behind the scenes that makes, it's just a little bit stressful? Um, we do a 4 or 4.30am start every day, <laughs> which, is, which is something that you do have to get used to. Yeah. Um, but the flip side of that is over the winter months, we close at noon. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's not that many people around in town, so we, we trade through our core hours. And that's one of the things that we've had to adapt to. Yes. Like, really look at the business, figure out where the money is, how we can make that money the best way possible. And we decided that, you know, a, a 12 noon closure, specialise in breakfast, make customers really happy in the morning, yep. and then be able to spend our afternoons doing other things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, what I think from, from, our, from our side, we quite deliberately um, run quite a low stock level when it's quieter. So people will come into the shop and they'll often go, oh, you, you haven't got any bikes. Well, that's because, on purpose. Yeah, we don't have any customers either. Yeah, so yeah. that's quite on purpose. And it means that, you know, by, by not trying to be a full shop all the time, you know, we can manage our cash flow when it's a little bit quiet. 
um, you know, we're lucky that we got a business that was um, well uh, looked after by our locals. And, and you know, mm. our, our main customers are our locals, whether it's going to be new bike sales or workshop stuff. So um, we, we, we have a plan for the rest of the year. Um, but, you know, when the, when the walking trade's a little bit quiet, we're happy to have a, a shop that looks a little bit empty. Um, look, absolutely. Seasonality is one of the biggest stresses that we deal with. Um, we've been doing this for six summers and winters. You get used to the rhythms of those seasons, but you also notice a few quirks. You, your memory's not the greatest, even 12 months ago. What happened last winter? Where were we? What's mm -hmm. going on? So you've got to be really on top of your numbers yep. to help you not be as concerned about those quieter months. Because of the seasonality of this place and the backwards and forwards with the, the number of customers that you have, we're also really concerned about the staff that we're responsible for. Yes. So we are really concerned that we're able to give them enough hours, not so many in winter. So you actually go through this natural attrition of the people that may have come to join you over the summer. Yeah, well, that's inevitable, isn't aren't it? Aren't here all yeah. the time. So... The managing of those people sometimes is probably the biggest stress that I have. Yeah. Um, I love 99% of the people that have worked for us over the last six years. Yeah. There's the odd quirky one that you don't want to see again. Um, but I also don't want to let them down. Yeah. So we've, we're responsible for running a sustainable business because we have staff that we care about. Yeah. I think it's, that's important. You know, you've, I've always thought that if you look after your team, um, your team will look after your customers. And your customers then look after your business. Um, and it, it's hard. It's a small town. Mm. You know, there's only so many people to go around. Absolutely. So, absolutely. yeah. No, I do get that. Um, so, when you do, what sort of stuff do you do when you're not doing the business thing? Think about the business. <laughs> yeah, I do get that. I do understand that. <laughs> I, mean, I think most small business owners would honestly have to answer that way. Yeah, but what, what the people with jobs will say is, yeah, but what do you do for fun? Think, think about, about the business. business. Yeah, I get that as well. Um, the business is a challenge, and it, it is really difficult to turn that off sometimes because it is intellectually stimulating. Like, what do we? What happens if we do this? What happens if we go that way? Oh, have, have we thought about rearranging the tables in the front dining room this way? What? What? How would that make it yep. easier for everybody in the in the in the shop? So that's that's that takes up a lot of our spare time. Yes. Certainly my spare time. Um, I'm quite a creative person. Um, I do photography, graphic design, all sorts of other things like that. I like reading about photography, architecture, graphic design, those sorts yeah. of things. Um, David's a musician by training. Um, he's also a speech pathologist. Yes. So he does speech pathology on the side, which is another thing that being in this area has actually allowed him to do cool. as a part-time job. Yes. Um, along with cafe stuff as a part-time job. So there's, there's lots of things that happen outside the shop. But if I was being honest with you, completely honest with you, most of that time is involved in either thinking about the shop <laughs> or doing things to make the shop work better. I do relate to that. <laughs> I do relate to that. You know, I've, I've um, recently separated and it's funny, I've got a, a lot of time that could well be used just to watch television, but... I don't, don't do that anymore. It's mm. most of it is all about thinking. Hmm, what's my stock level like? What should I? What, what do I need to order three months from now? Mm. Um, how can I? How can I take advantage of this event that's coming up? So, yeah, I do kind of understand that. 
So, you know, let's talk about where we are. We are in a holiday town, and we're, we're in a town that does have an influx of people coming in, um, and it gets a bit quiet. So what, what's the benefits in your head about having a business that's, that it's in a holiday town? Look, the way I look at it is it's a constant challenge. Um, having looked at six summers and six winters, none of them are the same as each other. Um, there are a, quite a number of locals around town who will tell you that Yamba is solar powered. So when the sun's out, everybody's around having a great time. When it's raining, you might as well just go home and get under the mm -hmm. dune and give up. Now, we've been lucky enough to not have a flood yes. in the last six years. So a, a flood period will certainly change the rhythm. So part of the challenge of being here during the good six years that we've had so far is being able to be prepared yeah. for those crazy, unpredictable times. Um, other benefits of the area, look, honestly, 99% of our customers are here for a good time. Yeah and they're already having a good time, they're on holiday, they've started to relax at least in the first few days that they've been here. Yeah, I have to agree with that. You know, when we get customers coming in, especially holiday makers, um, everyone's in a good mood. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're coming because they've got a flat tire. But nearly, <laughs> but then I can fix that. So everyone's in a good mood. Yeah, I've also got coffee. Yeah. Oh, well, there so, you, go. you know, that makes people even happier. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. You can this a little bit out. <laughs> so then, what, what do you think the pitfalls are of that? Like, what's some of the dangers about where we are? Look, honestly, from a business perspective, if you're not aware of the seasons and how that might affect the rhythms of your business, you're going to be you're going to be in trouble. If you expect this week to be the same as next week, and you're banking on that, you're in trouble. Yeah, you've got to be able to you know, throw everything that happened last week out the window and, you know, step to the left and make a little change and figure out what's going to work for you this week. Yep. No, I do, do understand that. You know, we, 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 we know how we are um, so much busier when the sun is out. Mm. Um, but we know if we have a rainy fortnight, yeah, that's going to take, we're going to take a bit of a hit there. But again, we know the rhythm as well. So we know that if we do have a period where we don't see them for two weeks, they're all going to come out of the woodwork when the sun starts shining again. So, um, absolutely. But, you know, we, we, I think in our first year, you know, we, um, weren't respectful of the, of the, of the quiet times. And when it's super, super busy, it's easy to get carried away with how much cash is floating around. Mm. Um, and especially if, you know, some of our suppliers on 60 day terms, yeah. um, all of a sudden, you know, you have a very quiet month and it gets a little bit stressful. Um, Look, the, the, the analogy to draw is the February credit card statement that everybody gets after Christmas. Mm. It's great to spend all that money and you, you may have got a Christmas bonus from your job if you like yeah. enough to be something like that. But then the bills come in. So you really do have to be able to consciously make an effort to put that extra little bit of cash that is coming in. It, it feels fantastic when you've got customers and you run off your feet and yep. everybody's doing a great job and you, you know you're making a solid living over those summer months. But if you haven't been wise enough to put a little bit of extra behind, just in case it rains for all of June or July, 
which it can in this area. No, oh, and it has, yeah. <laughs> it has. <laughs> and if there's a big east coast low off the coast out there, yep. it'll, it, yeah, you know, there's, there's nobody coming for a beautiful beach holiday. If you haven't put that money aside, you're going to end up, you know, tiptoeing around your suppliers in September and October mm-hmm. before the Christmas rush starts again. Yep. Um, we've, even over the last six years, we've noticed that those peaks and troughs aren't as deep. Mm. Um, which is, you know, really heartening because there are some people who've been running businesses in town who used to close for July and August yes. completely yeah. and then come back and start up in September and October and, and work through the summer. Um, it's not like that anymore. Um, there are more people around. There's more happening. We've had some infrastructure things happen where it's easier to get to us from Brisbane and Sydney. Absolutely. So those are all great advantages. But... My word of caution is put that little bit aside just in case. I hate being the rainy day guy, but, you know, you really do need that little bit for that buffer. No, I, I, I agree. And it, and it does take some discipline. But, you know, the funny thing is this is not a sea change holiday town thing. This is a general business thing. So many businesses yeah. don't do that. Absolutely. Irrespective. You know, I, I think one, one of the things that I've seen is that if people do not have the skills to run a business outside of a holiday town, mm. they're going to struggle even more so Absolutely. if they come here. Yeah. Um, the swings are bigger Yeah. in a, in a really seasonally-based town, yeah. unless you're doing something that isn't tourism or hospitality-based. If you're somebody who can work from home or has your own business that doesn't actually involve customer-facing or yes. supplying someone who's customer-facing here... Your rhythms are your rhythms. Um, I'm really talking about the businesses that are reliant on footfall traffic yeah. um, in Yamba and places like Yamba. It can get tricky yeah, over the leases. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, and again, I think for us, it was one of our criteria when we started looking for a business. We wanted a business that didn't rely just on that, you know, that, that had solid enough numbers for the rest of the year. Um, that's because, you know, we, we've kind of learned by experience. You know, we, we, we've done a business that didn't work. Mm. And I think sometimes you have to fail to get the discipline to do it right. <laughs> but look, honestly, honestly, this business sometimes doesn't work in inverted commas either. Yeah. Um, you've got to be able to, you know, take the personal stuff out of it. Yes. You might love what you do. You might do it because it's your passion. But it's got to work. Yeah. <laughs> you it still enjoy it. It's still got to work. Yeah, you know, it, it's we, there's lots of um, people who are trying to start businesses in Yamba. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because they've just moved to town and, they, you know, they're, they're board, part, board partners or they, they just think, well, I want to live here, so let's start a business. Um, many times they... They take on a business in an area that they're interested in without actually understanding the mechanics of how that sort of business works. Hmm. Um, Well, I guess the the business fundamentals of know your customer, know your suppliers, and watch the numbers apply. Yeah. Here, just as they do anyway. Yeah. So if you're taking particularly if you've bought a business or you're taking on somebody else's business, really think about it yeah. because 
you can build something from scratch that is 100% yours, or you can take on somebody else's mistakes. Yes, absolutely. You really have to be careful about doing that. Yeah. Unless, you, unless you've got a huge wad of cash under your mattress and you can bankroll it for a period of time and you're just wanting to play, that's fine. Some people do that. And absolutely, that's that's completely fine by me. If you want to have a crack at something and you've got the funding to support it. Yeah. But if you're really thinking, okay, well, how am I going to put the kids through school? Who's going to pay for the groceries? The business has to do that. Okay, well, how do we make that yeah. work from day one? Yeah. And just because you've moved to somewhere that you've holidayed for 25 years with your family doesn't mean that you know the place and know the customers from the business side. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm. You know, we, we found it quite interesting when coming here. You know, the business that we, we bought was actually there for 10 years. Um, but we thought that there was a little bit more potential there. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're certainly having fun. But I, I'd hate to go into it without having had a business before. Um, and actually, you know, because the, the, it does take a lot of work. And there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen when the doors shut mm. that most people don't actually understand. It takes a ridiculous amount of time for me to do some of my paperwork, um, to do the planning, yeah. not to mention all of the social media stuff that needs to happen as well. Um, and I think some businesses don't appreciate all of that stuff that needs to happen. So I have a couple of quick little things. So, you know, you said you moved from the city. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you found you can't do here that you used to be able to do quite easily? I can't be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fantastic thing about a country town. Yeah. And it is also the bane of my life. Yes. You can't walk down the street and just have a moment to yourself where you... Yeah, but I kind of like that. You know, no, I 90% yeah. of the time I love it, but there are just those days where you just want to disappear into the background yeah. and, and hide or just go about your business and not have to have that conversation with that person that you really do genuinely like, Yes, but you just don't need to have the conversation. Um, David and I tell this story sometimes. One afternoon, we decided to take the dog for a really quick walk just around the block. Yep. We didn't cross any streets. We literally walked around the block mm -hmm. in the middle of town here. 14 waves, hellos, stops on the street, beeps from a car, just in the, what is it, less than 600 metres to go around the block. Infamous. Yep. <laughs> Took us about five minutes, 14 hellos. Well, I kind of like that. <laughs> so it's we, it's we fantastic most of the time. We, we don't, don't, we don't, have, we don't have the same sort of volume of customers <laughs> into our door. Um, I still have my regulars and I still have, you know, Many of the business owners in town are actually my customers anyway, so, yeah. uh, which is quite funny. Um, but I kind of like that. You know, where we moved from, I remember going there the first time to visit, and my brother-in-law was working there. And I said, so many people live in this area. Um, so he, he named them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the worst thing I'd actually found out via marriage or de facto or whatever, I was related to most of them. Yeah. Um, okay, Yamba's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. So, yeah, it's, it's the big smoke for me. It's the big smoke. Um, so I miss, I miss being anonymous, but I also miss those things like going out to a pub yeah. in the afternoon and, you know, going to the next pub or going to a different restaurant you might not have tried or, mm -hmm. you know, those sort of social things. Um, I miss a lot of my friends yeah. who still live in the city, 
you can't see them as regularly. Yes. But the advantage there is that when you do see them, you really do make the most of that. Yeah. So those are, those are the things. And those are the things that you really have to think about if you are moving to somewhere that isn't yeah, a 30 or 40 minute yeah. train trip um, from where you really want to be. No, I understand. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always kind of moved a lot. So I don't think I've had that big bank of friends. Um, if it doesn't work on Facebook, then it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so cynical, Michael. Oh, I know. You know. <laughs> I do enjoy being. I do enjoy being in this town, you know. And it's it's nice um, when a same sort of thing, a simple lap around the block, and I'm still waving, you know, to a dozen people on the way mm. around. Um, all right, five tips. Five for someone who wants to start a business here. Um, if you can't think of five, do as many as you can, and I'll, I'll I'll see if I can give you a couple more. All right, so. Um, enjoy being part of a community because Yamba right. really is a community. Yes. Um, be open to that. I mean, it, it's a different place to where you might have moved from. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have holidayed here or if you've had family here, it might be different to when it was that you last visited us. Yep. Um, so that's that's my first tip. Um, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Um, Explain that one more. <laughs> well, I, I think if you've got this, you know, rose-coloured glasses holiday, every every day is a sand in your undies beach day yep. idea when you're running a business, you may have to have a little bit of a rethink. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to put you off, but be careful what you wish for. It, it's not always as easy as you think it's going to be. Yep. Um, it's also... Sometimes not as hard as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so just just be realistic about what you're thinking is going to happen. Yes. And be prepared for whatever happens to be completely different to what you think it's <laughs> going to be. Um, be prepared to change your expectations. Yep. Um, and to some extent, change your standards. Um, things don't always operate the way they have where you are. Yes. Um, for example, it, it can be notoriously difficult to get a plumber or an electrician when the surf's up. I understand that. Yeah, I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you've got something that's broken yes. and the surf's up, yeah. it can be really hard to get somebody to help mm -hmm. fix it. So that's, that's just a general principle. Um, if you are really considering a sea change, think about what it's like to live here day to day. Um, what school are you going to send your kids to? Yep. Where do you get your groceries? How do you, you know, figure out if you need to find out who the vet is if you've got pets? Those sorts of things, like the, the complete fundamentals. Yes. It sounds really basic to suggest that you think about those things, but I know a couple of fairly recent business owners in town who have moved in, who haven't gone, who really haven't taken the time to figure out. Yep. Okay, if you've got high school age kids, it's a... 30-minute bus ride oh, yeah. to the next town to send them to the public high school. And if you want a private school, that's an hour. Yes. So there are limited resources sometimes in rural and regional areas that you may not have thought about. Yeah. Um, and, oh, a bit stuck. Well, let me, let, me, let me add a couple. It's a small town. I think the, the biggest thing um, is you've got to... You can't be too underhanded with people. 
at all because people will talk and the easiest way is just to do everything with honesty and integrity. Yep. <laughs> it sounds cliche, but absolutely, it's so much easier that way. That old one person <laughs> tells 10 people rule gets to the whole population really quickly when it's only a small population. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other things we've already mentioned, so, you know, it, it's um, know your numbers, know your fixed expenses, so know what things you have to be able to pay, whether it's going to be rent, um, if it's school fees, um, you know, bills, that you need to be able to cover, so at least you can make sure you're hitting that sort of stuff. Understand your business cycle, so you know when your peaks and your troughs are going to be. Um, and understand the times when there may be stress on your business. Um, and the same way you do a SWOT analysis on any other business, the same thing applies. You know, Understand what your strengths are. Um, work to improve some of your weaknesses. Always be looking for opportunities because, you know, in a small town, if you don't take them, someone else will, mm -hmm. um, as well as have a strategy in place to manage your threats. You know, I, I've always thought that um, Yamba's probably about 3,000 people away from another bike, bike shop being opened up. Um, but that's okay because in my head, that's just going to make a pie a little bit bigger. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly the reason we moved here, yeah. to make the pie a little bit bigger. Yep. We weren't trying to tread on anybody else's toes, and mm. we do something different from every other hospitality offering in town. Yep. So our, our whole principle in the beginning was to move to make the pie bigger. Um, the other thing that I would suggest is people ask for advice from people who live here. Yes. Don't be afraid, because we're happy to talk to you. <laughs> um, all the time. Even, even <laughs> if you've been away and you come back, yeah. <laughs> you end up being a local and you will have a chat. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's nothing we like talking about more than why we moved here, how to make things work, have a little bitch about the other people that we don't like so much, you know, give you... Give so you it's like any other town, really. Yeah, pretty much like any <laughs> other town. And, and I think small towns are, can be a little bit more welcoming of people because there's not so much competition. If yes. you're trying to do something different in town... Talk to your fellow business owners on the main street here. Absolutely. Um, get a bit of insight. Like, oh, you know, ask about how the seasons work, when it's quiet, what happens at the end of May. Is it, you know, is it always rainy in June? You know, ask the dumb question because we've between us all we've seen it. And we don't mind sharing, actually. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, we don't mind sharing. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you this afternoon. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Um, it's the, I really like this town. I really like what, um, the fact I ended up here by, by accident has been a bit of a bonus because I didn't actually come here seeking a sea change. I just wanted to have a little business. Um, the challenges of having a sea change business in my head um, are worth it if you can make the business work. And it's a lot of fun. So I'm sure we'll be talking again. I hope so. And I look forward to the next time. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.